because this is, again, part of our, uh, in a minute or in 10 minutes, um, we're going to switch uh, to our Black Lives Matter discussion. So we are going to be um, publishing this Q&A again today. So um, if any of you don't want your voices included, but you want to participate in the discussion, um, feel free to speak in the discussion and then just tell me afterwards and we'll make a note um, to edit your voice out of the audio recording. Um, and I believe that's it. So what we'll do today is we'll have the first part about 10 minutes. You guys can ask questions, um, you know, share your reflections on mental health in Islam or um, uh, speaking up, finding your voice. Um, and we can direct those questions to Dr. Hadia and Dr. Najiba, the two doctors in the house. Um, and then after that, we'll switch to our Black Lives Matter discussion. Um, and raise your hand. How many of uh, you have ever heard of an affinity group, doing affinity groups? A couple people. Um, so today we're going to do, uh, I'll explain it more um, once we start, um, but we're going to experiment with, um, with conducting an affinity group. So um, we will be shifting around um, out of the circle after this uh, Q&A is over, just a heads up. Okay, so is there anyone who'd like to get us started with a question uh, based on either of the khutbahs, the bayan or the khutbah? There we go, Priscilla. No question, but um, I just want to say to both of you, I have uh, heard you speak on several occasions and you always do a wonderful job. I think you stepped it up this time. <laughs> <coughs> and to the dear sister, um, just, you blew me away. Um, I'm, my family's going through a, a loss of a family member. And so certain things that you said that, um, yes, it was there and yes, we did it, but you need to hear it. And thank so you. thank you so much. And um, I just want to do a talk beer for our sisters, please. So here I go. <laughs> talk beer. Thank you. Beautiful. All right, who's number two? Brave soul number two. All right, here we go. Assalamu alaikum. And this is for Sister Hadia. Uh, when you were talking about, um, uh, what is it, OCD or depression or something, and you said that it was um, way back, it is discussed in Bukhari, that it is um, music helps. And this, I would love to see that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not in uh, in the book Bukhari. The name of the the professor or the the honor, the geographer, the his name Abu Zaid al Bukhari, uh -huh. and he wrote his book Masalih al Abdan wal Anfus in the eighth century. Oh, wow. so yeah. this is a this is, this was taken from that book. Yes. So my this information oh, is taken from, from this book. book. So my next question is. Oh, why is music and uh, oh, singing so ag against, you know, they talk about it against so much in Islam, why? I can turn it to Sister Najiba. <laughs> I, I, I mean, this is oh, we the, go the, the deep. only thing I hear from them is, oh, it's haram, 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 and I mean, half the things are haram, of course, but this is something yeah, that... If we go to Razi and Ibn Sina, we can, we see that they used music before for the mental illness treatment. Uh -huh. Yeah, we oh, see it in the book, we read it in the book, and we focus here that because they make the comparison uh -huh. between his description, and this is my point, I raise it, and I, I saw Dr. Rania, she did it in Stanford, because she's psychiatric, and uh, she's a scholar in Islam, so she did both, 
and she did this study, and when they compared it and they presented in her publication, and they did, she amazed the, the scholar here and the professor in America. And uh, a quick question, does the um, women's uh, masjid have any provision for that, like something that to do with music? Uh, so right now, we're still in our startup phase. We're about, I think this is our 21st Jummah, no drinking allowed. <laughs> but uh, we are right now focusing on just our Jummahs and occasional co-ed events. Um, good news, our director of operations, inshallah, is going to start on Monday. So we're, yes. Um, just part-time, but even that is really going to help us um, catch up on a lot of work. I know a lot of people have been asking about those audio recordings and video recordings. Inshallah, everything will be finally taken care of. And then um, after we're, we're done um, you know, sorting everything out, we'll start our co-ed events back up again, start our Quran program, and then we'll start having other events like that. So it's specifically related to music. Oh, so you're asking what our view is on it? Uh, no. Oh. Um, we haven't, we haven't, um, but it doesn't mean that we won't in the future. The two of you together were a perfect combination for me personally today. Uh, <clears throat> some months ago I, I had some health issues and I'm resolving those, but <clears throat> dur I found during, at the end of Ramadan when the masjid was bombed by ISIS, it happened, and right after that, there were two more black men killed. And then right after that, the policemen in Dallas were killed. So I'm Muslim, my children are mixed, and my father was a policeman. And I found that the combination of the three put me over an emotional edge that I've had a really difficult time dealing with. <clears throat> um, I see, I've actually had to kind of remove myself from Facebook for the most part because it seemed there was such a lack of care. I would post on something and the same people I could count on would respond, but it seems like there's such an apathy about some of these things in particular, if I post on Palestine, it doesn't seem like anyone cares. So I'm in this really fragile place that began with health issues. And I don't recognize myself because of my fragile state of mind right now. I thank you for bringing this to the front today. And I also wanted to mention, thank you for, for bringing this up and thank you for sharing with us. Um, we do have counselors today with us. Can they all raise their hand? I know there's a few. Um, so why don't you uh, pick one out? You have a lovely selection and um, inshallah, we'll, we can give you professional help as well, inshallah, today. I can share one thing about Noor. She is one of the, our first the Muslim founder with the group that I belong to now, the Muslim Jewish group. And she is one of those supporting me and help me. I know she's going through a lot, but with her support and their support, I think she, she is a very strong lady. And uh, I advise you, like my personal advice this, like, uh, and related from the book, 
Don't leave this. Get over you. I know we all get tested, but this combination of like a emotional and medical sometimes overlap and take everyone at a step by step and inshallah will you will you will see the difference yeah thank you <laughs> i i only had about f five to seven minutes to speak so the thing that i would have said is in this time of stress if uh we can't uh if if one of the things I think we really have to do is build and find safe spaces. So the world around us, some of, our, some of us have what's called an embodied interruption. Wherever we go, we interrupt the system around us, depending on intersectionality. So if you can imagine Islamophobia and then on top of that, already dealing with racism and so many other issues. So thinking about where and and building and understanding where we can have those safe spaces. Because it's very important. If you don't have a place that you feel some safety, um, then it can really drag you for the, the, re the rest of your, the rest of your life can get deeply problematic. And it's okay to shut off Facebook. It's okay to shut off Twitter. It's okay to say, I need to take a break. I think that's really important, and the counselors can speak to you more about this, but I wanted to say, like, sometimes taking a break allows us to speak truth in a better way at another time that's more appropriate. Does everyone understand that? And we speak truth in different ways. Some of us are artists. Our spoken word is music. Our spoken word is art. So we don't all have to speak. That's the other thing. We don't all have to say something, but it may be that we go and support someone and give them food when they're dealing with, with being the ones out marching for truth. So I just want to point out the way you speak, but have it be embodied. Don't just click on something. Don't just share something, but actually use your embodied form to go and speak for justice however you choose to do that. So uh, I wanted to thank you again for bringing this topic up about mental health. Um, I had a friend commit suicide several years ago and ever since that, in addition to going to nursing school, whenever I have a, discussions with friends who are, being dep are expressing depressive thoughts, I always ask, do you have a plan? And you'd be surprised what people say, and I think for that it's opened up for them a space to kind of like, I can be real with you. And, and I you know, also try to kind of like, is it that you don't feel like you don't want to be here anymore, or you actually have a plan? And um, with at least that has, I, I think, I wish it didn't have to take my friend committing suicide for me to be more mindful around that. But I'm just encouraging everybody, because it is, it is hard, and you don't, and sometimes people feel like you're encouraging that when you ask if they have a plan, but you would be surprised what people would say, especially you don't know what everybody's going through. You can just look like we're a diverse group here, and who knows what everybody's dealing with. So the one thing I would just encourage is that, you know, if you feel it within yourself to ask your friends, your loved ones, if they ever, you know, are expressing really depressive thoughts, ask them that, you know, and just, there's always 24 hotlines, there's therapists here who can speak more to kind of like what's available, but, you know, it just kind of, um, this kind of sucks that, um, it, you know, and it's, and it's like over 20 years, but it doesn't, doesn't matter, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, um, I don't blame myself because they were going through things. But now I know if anybody ever expresses anything, I'm like, do you have a plan? You need to talk, what do we need to do? You know, and it's not necessarily you have to get the police involved. You know, you can call suicide hotlines, you can call anybody. You never know what anybody's going through. So I just want to impart that to everybody. Thank you.
Thank you. I was uh, really taken by the second part of the kutba, uh, how closely what you were saying resonates within the Jewish community and teachings that speaking truth to power, standing up for the people that cannot uh, or are shy about speaking up for themselves and, and being willing to take uh, whatever flack or opposition comes, but the important thing is to speak the truth and speak honestly and in an impassioned way with the hope ultimately to convince people uh, to move in the direction of uh, peace and harmony. Alaikum. I feel for the lady, I'm not sure of her name. Malik, Sister Nura. Sister Nura. You know I was uh, born in America. I'm an African American and I love Islam. I always have loved my country, but recently I'm finding it hard to deal with my own self because I'm very, very sad. And I wonder if the people around know how hard it is to be so trusting and loving and still have your country and people in it say such horrible things about you. It's like, how can, how can I continue on with the same mental attitude and think how things are supposed to be when they're really not that way. I'm so sad inside some, sometimes because I feel like maybe people don't know how hard it is and how embarrassing it, it is for people to say that they hate you or that the police are killing you and when, when you know that they, you need their help in certain circumstances, but how can there be such hatred in the world when every religion say, in God we trust. It's very hard to understand, and I feel very sad inside. And I pray that Allah blesses us all to come through this, but it's, uh, I feel sorry that you're going through what you're going through. And may Allah forgive the people and forgive us for allowing such a circumstance to, to happen. I'm so sorry. Thank you. alaikum. Um, I'm reminded of the portion of Quran where Allah reminds us that just saying that we believe is not going to be the end of it. We're going to be tried in our persons, in our wealth, in our children, in our health, and you know, we've all been through something. I certainly have. But my question is to the sister, regarding Syria, you were raised in Syria, and we have a sister in Altadena who is from Syria. I'm, uh, she's been around a while, a wonderful sister. And we were at uh, an iftar a few, couple of years ago now, and I asked her, I said, so how are things going with you? Oh, fine, everything's wonderful, you know. And then later on that same evening, someone told me that actually she had lost 26 members of her family in Syria, just shortly before then. So I had to go over to her and remind her that when I asked her how she was doing, she needed to kind of tell me a bit of that. That's way too much for anybody to just hold on to with a polite, oh, everything is wonderful, you know, type thing. But my question specifically is, could you give us some actual numbers on what's happening in Syria now? Um, last year, we went to a workshop in Granada dealing with Islamophobia and all of the um, 
boat people. It was just really horrible. We know some of those stories. But I'm hoping you can give us a bit of an update on what is actually happening numbers-wise. If you see any kind of change taking place that would give us some hope or just some information about what is transpiring in Syria right now. The problem is every day there is a, almost 500 children killed. It depends on the area, but like for the last six days for the north side, so is Syria is a big country. So it's different area, different places, but it's never stopped. Like the killing or the bombing is never stopped. So number is need to be studied. So I can give you, but we have million of refugee inside Syria now. So they go from the hot area to the good area now. So they can be refugee. We have inside refugee and we have outside refugee. And that is the distinguish. So people suffering inside. This area that I work with, it's around Damascus, around the capital, and those, because it's inside in the middle, it's hard to reach the humanitarian aid or the medical aid, and that's my part. Like, I work more than medical aid. But who is living in the border, they can escape to Turkey, to Lebanon, to Jordan. But who live in the middle, those the, the hardest part of them. But now, to give you the numbers, it's very hard. You can't imagine the number. It's a big genocide. Okay, and so we'll make this our last one before um, transitioning. Hi. Um, I wanted to say that, first of all, I'm very honored to be here. I come uh, at the behest of my sisters from, from the cousins who I belong to, and also um, Abraham's daughters, another group um, who I think there are some people in the back. Yes, hello. Um, I wanted to say one thing. I was very impressed, of course, with Adia's speech and, and yours as well. Um, yours particularly interested me because you said it's time to speak in whatever way you can speak. But to me, when there's only 35 or 37 days left before an election that could change the world, it's time to vote. And this community and my community, which in the past has been has been, I, I can't even say, um, so horribly treated uh, for centuries. Um, this community, if you can, get up and vote against the people who, who treat you badly, who call your names. Um, Hadir once spoke of a, I don't know if I'm giving away a, uh, a secret, but she once spoke of how she was driving along and stopped at a light, and someone who was behind her hit her car. She had her children in the car, and they get out and they screamed anti-Muslim uh, statements at her. It made me cry. I couldn't believe it. And so, again, I ask you all, don't just speak. Speak loudly, yes. But vote, act. It is time to act. 